Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and you want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place. A space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Danica and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome. in my head so let's say that um say that you were on an island and you could only have what three things would those be cool um a huge supply of marijuana (laughs) um something to write with Hmm. And hmm. oh, a, a visor. <laughs> I need a sun hat. Thinking about your melanin. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need a visor out there. <laughs> I mean, you got your visor, your marijuana, and you said something to write with. Yeah, you know, I'm a writer. (laughs) I'm so excited to hear about this. So um, Myra's going to start us off with, you know, a short bio just so our listeners, they can know a little bit more about you. Yes, yes. And so today, as you heard, we have Melanie Hill, special guest. She is a life coach and a powerful author. She has self-published eight books. Wow, that's awesome. Spoken at colleges and universities, and she became a life transition coach and launched Stronger Than My Struggle to connect other survivors like herself. Stronger Than My Struggles aims to heal through the written and spoken word, offering resources, support, and services to survivors from all walks of life. Coach Melanie hosts a series of workshops in the Baltimore area, so feel free to check them out. We'll give you the link. Um, a free weekly therapeutic writing workshop, Writing for My Sanity, which she named after her book of poetry. In May 2019, Melanie made history as she launched the first ever Black Mental Health Awareness Tour, Crazy Like a Fox, Black Mental Health Matters. The Crazy Like a Fox Tour stems from a one-time event created by Coach Melanie in 2018 and has now expanded to a four-city tour and will continue to grow. Thank you so much for joining us. This is amazing. Wow. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right in and ask you to describe how you begin to find your passion helping others through writing. You know, that's a weird thing because um, I've always been a writer and writing is like therapy for me. It's always been my escape. And I used to try to find writing workshops here in the city. I'm in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I used to try to find writing workshops here in the city. But everyone that I found, they had like a certain criteria. They wanted you to be writing like a novel. They wanted to be able to critique you. Like there was no place where you could express yourself and not be judged. Mm -hmm. And so I was always told, if you can't find something, create it. And so that's what happened. I ended up losing my therapist 
And in the process of losing my therapist, I realized that writing was my outlet, but I had nowhere else to go. Like I had no one to connect to and I was really lonely. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to connect with other people who were going through what I was going through, um, other survivors from all walks of life. So I started a free therapeutic writing workshop in the community. And I've been doing that for two and a half years now, um, every Tuesday. And being able to do that, I've had hundreds of people come through this workshop um, to learn how to express themselves through journaling and through writing and to be able to process the things that they're actually going through. You have no clue how many people say, I never stopped to process, mm. you know? Powerful. I love, love, love how you said, like, you were looking for something that you didn't see and you kept on doing it and how you're just talking about like the things that you went through and how you're so willing to, you know, connect other people through writing something that you enjoy because oftentimes like, yeah, we might see that there isn't something there and we're going through our own shit and we're just like, I ain't got time to be trying to connect other people and work through my own shit. Like that's a lot at one time, but for you to do that and do it, even after one year, because one year is a long time, even to push through. And then I'm reading the four city tour. I'm like, let's give her two more years and let's see this 20 city tour. It's going to be big. I can't huh. do it. Hmm. One more year, because we going 10 this year. Watch, watch, watch 2020. Watch 2020. Okay. I got plans. California. We got you. Come on. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I'm out there all the time. I'm headed your way Wednesday. Really? Nice. Pull up. I'm always in California, it seems like. I'm I'm headed to uh the San Ramon area this time. Okay. So I'll be more like San Francisco. I'm often in San Diego, but I'll be in San Francisco. I'm in San Diego. I'm often <laughs> out there. I'll What's see you. I'll be out there in February. Well, we actually we're having we a workshop. Yeah, yeah. same place. So we most definitely have to link up when you come down or come over here. Yes. Well, we'll have to see what's, uh, what my days are, and hopefully I'll be in town for your event. Like, I'm definitely there in February. Dope. Okay, okay. So, um, I want to learn a little bit about your book and about New Year, New Me, 2019 Workbook Journal and Planner, and your notebook and Stronger Than My Struggles. I want to hear about all about that. So, just to let the audience know. So, her work and her workbook, her planner, her notebook, all of this aims to heal through writing and spoken word and offer resources, support, and services to survivors from all walks of life. But I want us to hear from Melody so we can really get a feel from just all of this, like this work. Tell us a little bit about it because I'm not going to do it justice. I want to hear from you. Well, you know, it's a real big uh, amalgamation of a lot of different things mm -hmm. that encompass stronger than my struggles and what I do. Mm -hmm. And so um, I have to tell you a little bit about myself and I have to ask how real do you want me to be? I want you to be as real as you can be. I want to hear all of it. Okay yeah. so in order to make you understand how stronger than my struggles even came into play and what it means because stronger than my struggles while it's universal it means something different to each one of us because we all have our struggles mm. you know um so i come from the porn industry okay and so i spent 10 years in the porn industry and i got really popular mm -hmm. and i had a mental breakdown in 2010 and I didn't understand I was having a mental breakdown and my body was physically breaking down at the same time. And I couldn't do anything. Like I went to therapy 
and ended up being diagnosed with um, PTSD, depression, anxiety disorder, and something called dissociative identity disorder, mm -hmm. which means I have multiple personalities legally. Mm -hmm. So then I found out I had fibromyalgia, which was the chronic pain, and my body was breaking down. Mm -hmm. And so in 2010, once I found out all these things, I was diagnosed as legally, emotionally disabled, and I was placed on disability. Mm -hmm. So then I had 10 outpatient surgeries in 2010, trying to correct the pain of fibromyalgia, only for us to find out that Fibromyalgia is a mental thing that presents as physical, so they couldn't treat the pain. Mm. So they were trying to treat my pain, and they had me on, I think I was taking about 14 to 15 pills a day. And the pills, they were Oxycontin with Percocet with muscle relaxers. I became a zombie. I was no longer able to take care of myself, to, to feed myself, to cook for myself, to go up and down the steps. And I had to like literally stop going to my doctors, detox in the house by myself, like go through withdrawal, mm. you know? And so I kept going to therapy. I went to therapy for seven and a half years from 2010 to 2017. I went to therapy for seven and a half years, three days a week. I lived in therapy. Mm because mm -hmm. I had been through so much emotional trauma. I had been, I lived in a house where domestic violence was really, really bad. Um, it ended with my abuser being murdered in front of my family. Mm -hmm. um, I was uh, assaulted, sexually raped, molested for years. Like my mother died of HIV. It was just like stacked on, stacked on. And no one got me help. As a child, mm -hmm. a lot of these things are ignored. You say, you know, someone's getting on my nerves. They say, you too young to have nerves. You say, you have a problem. They tell you to suck it up. You know, everybody got problems. Like, what you know about problems? You too young. But we do. We have problems. And when they go unaddressed, they stack up and they become big things. And so in 2017, when I walked into my therapist's office after seeing her for seven and a half years, and she said, I don't take your insurance anymore. And that was it really i had another breakdown and that's when i came home and i just like laid down kind of waiting to die <laughs> and i kept hearing this voice say stronger than my struggles stronger than my struggles and i didn't understand what it meant but the longer it talked to me it was like over a course of maybe a month i finally said well maybe i just need to buy the domain name because i've been in business for myself since 2006 mm -hmm. but nothing like what i do now yeah. You know, I said, well, maybe I just need to buy the name. And so I bought the name and then donations started to come out of nowhere. Like a stranger kind of like asked me, well, like, why are you so sad? And I was like, well, I wanted to do this with my tax money, but I don't have any tax money. And he was like, well, how much do you need? <laughs> and so he gave me a thousand dollars and I launched Stronger Than My Struggles. Yeah. And so I bought the website and then I was like, I'm going to publish a book because I've been writing my whole life. And I realized that I had all of these journals and all of this stuff that I had written, but never did anything with. And so I said, I'm going to publish this. Like, I didn't even write a book. I took my journals and I wrote and like just turned around and like edited, edited mm -hmm. them and like added the little pieces here and there. And I published my first book and then my second. And then I said, well, I can do a poetry book. And then the next thing I know, I had published um, six books in eight months. Wow. And then I had published eight books in 14 months, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so as I was going along this process, I started to bring other writers with me. And so um, by my third book, I was publishing other authors. Mm -hmm. And so I made 14 other people publish authors in that same time frame. And so I was just like, oh, I love this. And so I was sitting here one day and I did a Facebook challenge to myself. I said, I have to do 30 days of lives because I didn't like doing video anymore and video anymore because the porn industry had really like damaged me. And mm -hmm. so going through therapy, I realized I was only in a porn industry because of how much the sexual assault had damaged me. You know, it was just like boom, boom, boom. And so I didn't like doing video anymore. And so I said, well, I have to do this. And so I hopped on a video and I started to like manifest all these things. And so for 30 days, I told people what I wanted and where I wanted strong into my struggles to go in, uh, a building that I wanted to move into. And God just started to move around me. And the next thing you know, it was like a scholarship opened up at the building, you know? And so my $250 membership is $30 a month, you know? And so like things just, and I said, well, I'm going to have this writing workshop then. So as soon as I got in, like I started to have the writing workshop and I used to go like when no one was there, like it would just be me, just one person, you know, and just sitting there like, are people going to show up, you know? And eventually people did and now like I have a core group of people who've been there for two years I have people who come and been with me like on and off I, I have new people every week like meetup.com has done wonders for us um Eventbrite works great for us because we also have online support groups from the writing workshop like they bring them in um it is nothing for me to walk in and have 40 people sitting there they bring their kids. I put the kids in another room with some snacks, you know, like it's no excuse for why a, a mother can't come get help. There's no excuse for why you can't come in here and, and get what you need. Yeah. I watch the kids too. Like I got you, you know, it's just me. But luckily I've been able to now at least procure someone to do the workshop when I'm not around. So like when I fly out to Cali next week and then down to Atlanta, one of the women who's been with me for the full two years will be leading. Nice. Oh my God. Like hearing you talk about this, like from the beginning when I was reading your bio, I was like, I know she's the shit. But now hearing you tell your story, like I literally got like chills and I literally feel like I could do anything. <laughs> your story, it was just like so raw. And I feel like you being so raw and like I told you earlier, like touching other people, there's power in that because you could easily take all that you've been through and just let that tear you down. But instead you took it and you are stronger than your struggles showing other Amen. people that and bringing them along showing them you're stronger than your struggles i mean whew, i feel like yes. wow that was amazing just like hearing you like talk i was even taking notes like keyword <laughs> manifestation chills raw melanie all the shit like awesome like all these words <laughs> that was amazing thank you yeah, no, for sure. Same over here. I, you know, I just, y'all can't see me, but I just been smiling. We see you. I'm talking we about the listeners, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we watching you on camera. I see your smile. <laughs> y'all see me. They don't, though. So I got to let them know, the people who's hearing. I'm just smiling because, like, just hearing this just made, it literally makes my heart smile. And just to see, like, like Myra saying, like, through your struggle, you kept pushing. And you continue to push, even though I know it's uncomfortable, you know? Like you say, even with the 30 days, uncomfortable, you did it. You pushed through it, like, oh, my goodness. Man, it was so much greatness on the other side of that. Like, I would have no clue that when I started that writing workshop, just I wanted to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know who's watching you, mm -hmm. you know? 
Like I would have had no clue that within less than a year, I would have full funding, like a total stranger, another stranger, you know, popped up out of the blue and decided to fund everything. Like our tour was $60,000. I didn't pay a penny of that. You know, Mm. our non-black sponsor paid for our black mental health awareness tour, you know, Mm. in full. That was your manifestation working though. You told us it worked and you're proof that it worked. Amen. You know, you, you just, you never know, like, so often we think that we have to have it all in place, or we, mm-hmm. we have to know what we're doing, and we can't just jump out there and help mm-hmm. to do something, create something, and when you just take and put one foot in, in front of the other, you know, like, just, just go, just mm-hmm. live your dream, and, and watch how the universe conforms to your will. Yes. Yes, yes, I know. Yes, y'all. So um, I know you kind of you've talked about you know how you what you've been through, how you became passionate about the healing in general of of people, but just in particular when it comes to like black people and black women. What do you think as far as like um, like you becoming more passionate about it? Where do you think that kind of has came from? If you can go in more detail. Well, I think that um, we as a community have what I call community PTSD. Mm. And so I think that we have so many layers of generational trauma that we've put into a category of that happens to everyone. Um, It's not that bad. Um, If it happened to me and I lived through it, you'll live. You know, and we we make it as if things that are common are normal. And I constantly say that just because something that's common does not make it normal. You can walk down the street and see trash all day, and that can be a common occurrence. But it doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't make it natural. It's not its natural state to see the trash in the street. So too often we see the dysfunction in the home, the dysfunction in the community, the dysfunction in the school, and we don't address it because it's become common. And so I think when we have these things that have become common, like the generational um, living on social service, the generational molestation and the predator is still sitting at Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, when we say, shh, don't say these things because someone might get in trouble. Meanwhile, someone is hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, these things matter. And so I think that we have so many hurt people because not only do we not address these things, but we also have a culture in our Black community of saying, if you seek help, we're going to turn our backs on you. We're going to shun you. Um, If you seek help, we're going to call you crazy. If you tell people this happened, um, that you need to heal from this, we'll deny that it ever happened and we'll make you look bad. And so we have this culture of not even being able to get the help that we need and feel as if we'll be supported. So you have all of these people who are not only hurt, but with no way to actually figure out how to process, which is why I created what I do on Tuesdays, because we need a place to know how to process. Because we're taught that it's not acceptable in our community. Absolutely. In our last episode, we talk about struggling in silence. So I think this is it's why we're so happy to have you because now we get to talk about other things to do so you don't have to struggle in silence. And so my next question for you is, what are your thoughts on how one can begin the process of healing through writing? 
Well, I first, I tell all of my clients in my coaching business to keep a gratitude journal. So every day I have them get up and they have to write five things that they're grateful for that happened in the last 24 hours. And they're not allowed to repeat something from the week before, from the day before. I think it's very important because every day, you know, no matter how much we find one thing or two things to be um, upset about or bad things happen, there is something good to have, something good to happen in each day. And too often we'll let a five minute occurrence ruin the rest of the day. And so it's important that we stop and find five things that we're grateful for at least every day. You know, and I have people who start and they're like, I don't know what to write, there's nothing. And then they get into mm -hmm. it and then things start to flow. And the next thing you know, they're writing paragraphs, you know, and it's like, oh, <laughs> okay. So you're happy to wake up today and you know that it might not be a perfect day, but mm -hmm. it's still your day, you know, and you mm -hmm. get to decide how it ends. You know, so I think that that gratitude journaling is very, very important. And secondly, I think that journaling is important because processing is so important. So when things happen, whether you do it um, in the moment, whether you do it weekly, whether you sit down with yourself and you meditate and you have your little book and you only write bullet points, they have bullet journals. I think it's so important to process how your day went how an event went, like even if you only do it when something upsets you, your mind is a very, very powerful thing and it will convince you of things that you could never believe. And sometimes when you let things just rumble around in your head, they become dangerous. Mm -hmm. But when you let them come out through the pen on paper, you're not just writing them, you're processing them because you're hearing what you're saying as it comes out. And your brain has a chance to actually catch it versus to harp on it and to have it become bigger than it is because that's how anxiety does this. You know, that's how depression does this. That's how pain does this. PTSD does this. So your mind is going to get you. But when you stop and you slow down and you process that, it, it can be a beautiful thing. And I also suggest writing affirmations because, again, the mind is a powerful thing and you'll believe whatever your mind tells you to. So I tell people, if you have like negative self-thoughts, um, things that repeat on your head in a cycle, maybe something someone said to you that you can't get rid of, to write an affirmation to combat that so that when you hear that, you have something to go right against it and it's yours. And it's a powerful statement that you've written and it means something because you already know that that statement's coming up and you right there like, oh, I was ready with the weapon, you know? Yes, absolutely. Have you have you ever had folks tell you, um, like, I don't feel good when I write? And then, Definitely. Mm -hmm. Writing depresses people sometimes because we don't want to actually deal with our problems. You know, we want to be able to say that someone else did it, someone else is responsible, someone else is accountable. But again, when we write, we process. And so when we process and we look at that paper, we're able to see where we're at fault. We're able to see where we're not living up to our own goals and standards. We're able to see where we're letting toxic people stay in our lives. We're able to see um, what we're doing or not doing. And some people can't handle that. Hmm. Oof. This is true, y'all. This is true. Yes, Melanie writes, um, so... <laughs> Um, also, uh, when we talk about writing, 
when you think of other forms of like like for those who say say if they say they they can't spell that type of thing or you know they're they're not uh what's the word i'm looking for pretty much like they can't spell they can't spell words and they're not a good writer i tell them the video blog so i also have my clients do videos to themselves i tell them no one's gonna see it so you it's not like you have to post it on youtube or anything like that but video blog like i was actually just talking to a client before i came on here and um one of her challenges in her coaching program was to create a video to herself for when she has bad days and she had to create this video listing her strengths and how much she loves herself and the things that make her feel powerful so that when she has a day where she feels weak or less than powerful that she has this video to go back to and for all that strength you know i think that we can sit and we can talk to ourselves and whether we're writing or we're doing a video and we're able to sit back and listen to ourselves because sometimes we don't hear how crazy we sound Hmm. you know mm-hmm. until we hear it you know outside of our heads yeah melanie i want to say that in what you're saying today i think that you're really teaching people how to be proactive instead of reactive because oftentimes when we're reactive it's negative but when we're proactive it produces all positivity and when things come up we're easy to settle them down we're easier with settling them down and when you said writing affirmations when these voices come to you so when the voices come to you again you already know how to deal with it that hit me that was deep i had to write that down too because (laughs) oftentimes negative voices come to our head we're not thinking what can we do to help ourselves but if we've done something like write an affirmation and we're able to pull that, do you know how much that can change things for us? Because then yeah. we won't even have to pull the affirmation, it'll be plugged into our head. So that way when the right. voices come up, we're easy to, cause I'm always having conversations with myself. So thinking of me, if something negative comes up, I could talk back to it, talk it out of me and talk it down and that can be left where it is. So that was amazing. Thank you. Well, these are the type of things that I teach them in my free therapeutic writing workshop because, you know, we don't go to therapy. We we don't have anyone to talk to. So, like, if you don't learn these things, then you just walk around in this cycle of beating yourself up and becoming your own abuser even when you've escaped your abuse. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. This is, these, these, like Myra was talking about when you talk about these affirmations and when you write them down, and you have that again and you have something to go back and to look to those affirmations like you said are changing those negative thoughts like next thing you know you probably won't even have them anymore and you be like whoa wait i felt like that before like that is powerful Mm -hmm. thank you um so then our next question is what is a suggested way for one to even begin journaling so I know you mentioned like about um, writing things that you're grateful for, but I'm wondering, like for those who really just want to journal, is there like a question that you start them off with? Or is there like a prompt you give? Is there something that you say to them? How do you get them started? Well, I think there are four types of journaling that most people are familiar with, which is again, the gratitude journal, where you stop to think about things that you're grateful for and you don't really go into your feelings and emotions and things like that. Um, there's bullet journaling 
bullet journaling is when you really just journal the highlights and things that really, really matter. And again, there's no emotion and real feeling um, unless that's like one of your bullets, like was really angry at, you know, it's like, but it's not real detailed. Um, the other people do writing prompts. So writing prompts are really good because some people feel like, well, I don't know what to write. But writing prompts give us the opportunity to look at something that we may not have looked at to see how we really feel about things. And once we get to writing, so much starts to flow. So there's a lot more emotion um, when you write from a writing prompt. And then there's freestyle journaling. And that's just when you sit down with your pen and your paper or you sit with your book or um, your laptop and you actually just let your mind flow. And people feel like that when they do that, that they're not really being effective sometimes. But I find that they'd be more effective because you'll start in one place and you'll be like, you know, today was okay. I didn't like what I, that person said, but you know, it reminded me of when my mother said, <laughs> you end up going all the way down a rabbit hole that you didn't mean to go down, but you're processing. And that's what, you know, is happening. Like you're actually processing. And so I find that free form is normally the best, even though people think that they're writing a bunch of uh, mumbo jumbo. If they go back and look in the middle, they found some really important things that matter to them, you know? I just learned something new. I didn't know all this. <laughs> so thank you so much. So to close up our pod, I wanna ask you, do you have any takeaways for our listeners? Or anything well, to do for the week to try out? Um, as I want to remind people, life isn't going to be perfect. You know, it, it's going to be up and down, up and down like a roller coaster. You know, I didn't name my business um, over my struggles. I named it stronger than my struggles because they're going to keep coming. And it's an everyday choice to be stronger than whatever's thrown at you. It's an everyday choice to get back up. It's an everyday choice to be happy in spite of. I think that if anything I wanna leave people with is that you have the power to choose how you feel about things, how you react to things and how you end your day. Whatever happens, it takes up minutes, maybe an hour, sometimes hours, but there's 24 hours in a day and you get a chance to change your day and restart it over and over and over again until you're happy and you define happiness. It's not what someone else tells you it is. It's not a certain amount of money in your bank account. It's not a certain weight. It's not if you're in a relationship. Happiness comes from the inside. And if you seek it outside, you'll never find it. Mm. And one last thing, I'm stronger than my struggles and you are too. Yes. Thank you so Thank you. much. I feel like, whew. I feel like I just went to this like retreat for like 20 minutes and now I feel like I'm about to take over the world tomorrow like not even trying to be funny because today I was feeling kind of weird and now I feel I don't want to say back to myself but I feel elated that would be the thing I feel elated thank you so thank much. you y'all make sure y'all so follow us on social media it's stronger than my struggles everywhere okay yes Donnie do you want to add something no, I feel the same way. I'm just, I feel like just speaking to you, I just feel even more motivated to keep doing more and to to keep sharing people's stories, my story, and 
keep having this space that we can continue to do it. Like you said, create the space. What you, that's what you did. You created the space. That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much. We hope y'all enjoyed today's guest. So now we're gonna go on to our last part of the pod as usual. Um, so the discount for the week, I found this really cool website. It's called Affordable. You can go on this website and basically tell them where you wanna go and the payments that you wanna make. Um, so let's say you wanna go somewhere in December, you can put that in there. You can say that you found these deals for the flight or they can find you the deals for the flight and you can make payments on it and it's pretty legit i believe it's black owned from what i've heard i'm not positive so don't quote me on that but if you want to go somewhere and you're on a budget check it out so i'll hand it over to danica now um i'm going to do we usually do we've done in the past a book a quote and i think we've done an article so i'm going to do a movie so we're talking about writing and healing through writing so Freedom Writers, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. If you have seen it, watch it again. And I think it speaks volume, just like Melanie was talking about, of how we heal through writing. Um, so, yeah, Freedom Writers. All right, y'all, that is it for today's pod. We want to remind you, though, to purchase a ticket for our party. Link is in our bio. It's coming up in November. Um, if you know somebody that might be interested, let them know, pull up with a friend, we'll have self-care stations, we'll be able to network, meet some new people, it's going to be a dope time. So thank you so much for checking out our pod, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment, all three, like, subscribe, and comment. All right, y'all, bye. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Be sure to drop a comment on any of our platforms or even shoot us an email. We'll be back next Monday. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. That is it for today's Black Women's Healing Pod.